0: Did you know in Arizona, taxpayers have choices about where to direct their state taxes? If you have a desire to help families afford the education they choose for their children, sit back, listen, and be inspired. You are listening to Creating Future Leaders with Catholic Education Arizona. Welcome to our podcast. Catholic Education Arizona is a school tuition organization that turns tax credit contributions from individuals and corporations into scholarships for students. Here at CEA, we are creating future leaders. I am Nancy Padberg, President and CEO of Catholic Education Arizona. I'm thrilled to be here with you today. Little background on me. I earned my MBA at Pepperdine University, where they're creating leaders for purpose and service. And I also serve on the Catholic Charities Board of Directors, which leads me into today's very special guest. Paul Mulligan is joining us today. It's a privilege to speak with him. Paul grew up in Phoenix, where he attended K-12 Catholic schools. In 1992, he received his commission from the U.S. Naval Academy and served seven years on active duty in the Navy. Paul received his Master's in Theological Studies from John Paul II Institute, for the studies on marriage and family at the Catholic University of America in Washington, DC. Paul has led Catholic nonprofits in the US and in Guam. Not only is Paul a current president and CEO of Catholic Charities, he used to be our former president and CEO of Catholic Education Arizona. With that, again, it's just a privilege and honor to be with Paul today. Thank you for joining us. Paul, if I have missed anything, please tell our listeners a little bit more about you. Oh, no, you're great. Thank
1: you. That was a wonderful intro, and thank you so much for that. Very kind. So I am a, a family guy. I've got uh, three adult children, my wife, Michelle, and I do. She's also a Catholic school alum. We met in 1987 when John Paul II came to Phoenix. We met in the infield at ASU Stadium. So that was a a neat experience of union made possible by Pope John Paul II and the Diocese of Phoenix Catholic Schools. So I think you get get some credit for that one, Nancy. Yeah, so three adult children, a little one in heaven, and uh, have been here, as I mentioned, fourth generation Arizona. So the Spanish side of my family has been here for quite a long time and going back to uh, 1906.
0: Well, I couldn't think of a better person to talk to today about our two organizations helping quite a bit of people in Arizona. I know Catholic Charities has, gosh, over 26 programs or so, helping from what veterans to homeless to foster children. Could you tell us a little bit about Catholic Charities?
1: You bet. Hey, thank you. We were founded in 1933. So picture the Great Depression here in Phoenix. The big issue at the time that, that really brought us into inception was uh, wayward youth, where it was kind of kids that were uh, effectively homeless and, you know, parentless, kind of roaming about the streets and so forth. So our first hire, Catholic Church was a social worker, a child child welfare worker, uh, back in 1933. We just celebrated our 87th anniversary, and we've been doing great work uh, really in the community ever since. We serve as the bishop's charitable service arm. So just think of us as, you know, the Catholic Church has obviously its beliefs, what it professes, etc., but also its service. And you think of the Catholic Church and the impact it's made in education and healthcare in charitable service work. And and Catholic community has really been leaders in those spaces. Um, So that's us really taking our place, serving the church, serving the community and serving our community's most vulnerable. So love doing what we do at 20 plus programs here. As you mentioned, serving everything from uh, kind of issues around. Folks that that are experiencing homelessness, maybe veterans or other folks could be very market-specific things, things we do up north, things we do in Phoenix, but victims of domestic violence, folks who are caught up in sex trafficking, uh, foster care, our refugee resettlement that we do, our immigration program. We run a huge Head Start program for early childhood education, for example. So we're in a lot of different things, and it's just maybe what you would expect for uh, a group that really is supposed to be carrying out the charitable service mission of the church.
0: Well, and I do love the tagline that you have. You're creating miracles every day. And I think about that and you really are. Thinking about leading Catholic nonprofit organizations, what has been your greatest opportunities and greatest challenges of leading a service-oriented organization?
1: Well, you know, maybe just because we're talking to Catholic Education Arizona here, I would say maybe I could start with my experience of just forming an organization, if you will, when I was a freshman at Brophy back in 1984 in an Old Testament religion class and some of the conversations before class dealt with some social issues, specifically actually at the time it was pro-life issues. Caught me off guard how much of ignorance just you know we're talking about 14 year old kids so you expect that at a certain at a certain level but uh just some apathy and some lack of engagement on some key social issues at the time which really uh, for me it 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 drew me into this idea that you know hey there's got to be something that we're doing in response to this to help educate and inspire and so forth i linked up with another buddy that kind of shared my same concerns based on that classroom discussion and we launched the social action committee, uh, and that was a, a wonderful introduction into the world of learning to bring your gifts to the table, learning to collaborate, learning to uh, really just bring people together the best you can, you know, and particularly I'll say around sensitive or divisive issues. So I got an early start in that. you could say I did that through high school and eventually even back at the Naval Academy, relaunched the Catholic Midshipmen's Club back there. And we did a, a lot of service related activities. So whether it was feeding the poor or painting buildings or whatever it might be for, for people that were you know vulnerable, et cetera. We just did service. And it was a wonderful thing. Eventually brought that on the Navy with me. So I feel like in many ways that was affirmed in the Diocese of the English Catholic schools, the virtues, the hallmark of service that we want to see in our children. Uh, that was something I personally experienced and had the opportunities to grow into a leader, I think because of that. So I'm really grateful for those opportunities that I had. I think now as an adult that's you know been really involved in this work. I was in the Navy for seven years, as you mentioned. My final two years in the Navy was stationed overseas in Guam. And there was, again, a pressing social need at the time. And so I was still working for the Navy for those couple of years in that tour, but rose up to to meet some of the challenges in the community. And again, something just calling to me as a Catholic and a leader. My wife and I worked together to found the General Refuge Crisis Pregnancy Center, working with 24 villages and island leaders and the archbishop and so on. And a really successful campaign, exciting. You know, they didn't really have anything at all, but an annual march. And so by the time we all finished working together to get this thing off the ground, we had a really vibrant network. We had post-abortion support for people that were really hurting. No place to take their pain and so forth on the island of Guam. So uh, a great thing, which ultimately felt like God inviting me anyways to bring my talents, my gifts, anything I could share in that regard outside the Navy and, and into the church and the nonprofit community. So, you know, you ask about leading Catholic organizations and so forth. I do think that what drives me personally, and, and the Navy help reinforce this for me, is just the sense of mission around an organization, the need for clarity. What's the purpose? What is it we're trying to solve or be part of here? And uh, I think as a leader, it's incumbent on us. You know this well, Nancy yourself, to get the team focused, to help really rally people together under that common vision. So you've got to make that really tangible for people. You've got, to, you've got to be able to describe it and let people have a share of it and really own it. It can't just be your vision. It has to be one that the team owns. And I've enjoyed that challenge of leading Catholic organizations because I love my faith. I love Jesus. And I want to be effective in how I bring him to the world and how I discover him there as well, because I'm, I'm just constantly in receive mode with the lessons coming to me from the people we serve or the people that I serve with. And then, then it seems like God is always working on me too.
0: Your organization is so lucky to have you, Paul. Why does the city of Phoenix need Catholic Education Arizona and Catholic Charities?
1: Oh, good question. You know, I mentioned, again, I think the contributions that the Catholic community has made to our culture, to society, to the world. And and it's not about bragging, it's nothing like that. But it's clearly a reflection of the priorities that we have as a body of believers that for us it's not simply about a set of beliefs that we have if those beliefs don't actually translate into action then they're just sort of beliefs and if it's just religion and religious practices for religion's sake uh, we kind of miss the point i think ultimately uh, i love how jesus sums this up You know, that the the law and the prophets ultimately come down to, right? Love of God and love of neighbor. I mean, that's just it. You can study 613 Jewish laws if you want. You can go through all the Old Testament and the New Testament. But basically, if you just understand, it comes down to love of God as shown through love of neighbor and they're connected. So you can't say you love God while you ignore your neighbor. And that's, I think, a great overview, at least, for why investing in our Catholic schools and investing in Catholic charities in these charitable organizations Um, is a smart investment think from the standpoint of what our schools are doing it's exactly what we're talking about today right our schools are planting seeds in individuals and young young men and young women with this notion of i'm not here for myself i'm actually here for others that's actually the the higher truth about me we can get into a whole lot of theology on that but the point is that jesus shows us for example is he's here to make a gift of himself to the world and and we image that as well and how we make a gift of ourselves to others whether it be in something like marriage or the priesthood or religious life or as a single whatever it might be but each one of us is called to make a gift of ourselves so i think our schools do just a masterful job our catholic schools do at planting those seeds in in, uh, children today they understand this that i'm not here for myself i'm here my gifts are really on loan from god they're for others they're for the community and I think that's why you see so many professionals, for example, that come through Catholic schools, whether they're Catholic or not, that will refer back to their Catholic school days as formative for them in some very core areas of their person. And the fact that we graduate 99% of our kids and 97% go on to post-secondary, And you know, just that alone is a good reason for, let's just say, the city of Phoenix, the state of Arizona to care, because it's certainly smart financially to look at what the value is that our schools bring to the community. But beyond that, the the fuller package is when you just think about conscientious citizens who care about their neighbors and are not just here for self gain. They are here. They're going to be the ones that decide in the business that they run. We're going to have a program that helps other people. We'll start a foundation or we'll get our people volunteering or we'll do something. It comes from those seeds that get planted uh, deep within you that recognize it. I love we've got a great partnership, for example, with Catholic charities in our Catholic schools called the miracle projects. And you referred to our tagline. I love our tagline too, where miracles happen every day because it's really that way here at Catholic charities. Uh, But our miracle projects are ways that we're we're teaching uh, kids that are basically in the middle school ages. We're teaching those kids um, how to use their skills. So they have to come up with something that they create it's basically like a business idea. You could think of this as like a little mini entrepreneurship that we're developing in the schools. And it's, I'm going to use my talents. I'm not just going to go out there and ask people for money to support a program at Cafe Charities. I'm actually going to use my talents, my creativity, different things. I'll get creative with it. I'll come up with a business idea that will generate some money or some goods that I can then steer to a charity. And what I love about that is that most kids are going to probably go out and they're going to serve in the world in uh, some kind of business. I mean, that's just a reality. They're not going to go run nonprofits. They're going to go do other things. So it's cool to me that you've got this concept that's being advanced in the Catholic schools that says, all right, we want our kids to be good, talented individuals and so forth. But what a cool way to integrate the importance of our faith, of service into that program, because someday when these kids do go on and do other things, they're going to recall, I think, always, oh yeah, you know, when I was in seventh grade and I did this project and we helped these young kids in a homeless shelter, I never had to deal with homelessness. I always had a family that had the resources to take care of me, but not every kid is so lucky. And so we did this project and we helped these kids down in the Catholic Charities Program or at St. Vincent de Paul or, you know, it's a beautiful thing. So I love that. And that's a great example of how I think the community really needs both of us, right? We need we need schools to produce these good citizens and have a heart for others. And you need a charity that, that sees people Uh, as brothers and sisters, frankly, not just as professional clients, but that can meet them where they are and just affirm their dignity. And I think when people recognize that they're loved as children of God, and we're seen as brothers and sisters, we're in a place to just be a better community, a community that cares. And we could certainly use that right now. You just think of how divisive things are out there people have forgotten we're actually brothers and sisters, even if we have different political ideas about how things should work or whatever, but we're brothers and sisters. And to not lose that, I think our Catholic schools, I think Catholic charities really help contribute to that.
0: I think about the children that you're helping. And what I think it does is create awareness because if they're not exposed to these hardships, they don't have the confidence or innovation to be able to take that through their lives. So you're creating this opportunity for them to learn and grow. So that is fantastic. That's called the Miracle Project.
1: Yeah, Miracle Projects, and we've gotten going at a good number of Catholic schools. It's just been on an on a individual school basis. But it's, you know what's great is, you know, the hallmarks that are instilled in these kids that are such a part of their formation in our Diocese of Venus Catholic schools and Catholic schools across the country. We talk a lot about our Catholic social teachings, for example. So to get a a sixth, seventh, eighth grader that doesn't just think of our teachings as a set of beliefs, but recognizes that our teachings are really all bent towards service. And if they simply remain on the wall as a set of ideas, we just haven't really gotten there yet. And I love to to get that into the heart and mind of a of a young a young adult information, uh, and that's a gift. That's a real gift that's happening. And you know. so I thank our, our schools for opening up those partnerships and for deciding this is a beautiful way to really put flesh on the bones.
0: Both of our organizations, Catholic Charities and Catholic Education Arizona, depend on tax credit contributions. And we find that people just need a little bit of help understanding Arizona tax credits. We're all, always educating in different ways, whether it's podcasts like today, webinars social media blog posts
1: Uh, we're blessed in arizona to have um you know within our state legislation a program that's been going on for over two decades uh, that gives people that pay taxes in arizona so just an arizona taxpayer you know somebody files taxes in arizona gives them a chance to essentially take control and decide where they want that money to go this is really powerful and and especially unique most places in the country you can't do that you just pay your state taxes and the folks down there that you elect, uh, they decide where it goes, what what they're going to do with it. So to be in a state where essentially they've created a, a special little uh, portal for you to enter and say, hey, hey, not so fast state of Arizona. I mean, you may know what you want to do with my tax dollars, but I think I got a better idea. And to be able to really do something as powerful as take your tax dollars, the, the actual liability you owe Arizona. Now, that doesn't matter whether you get a refund or, or you still owe money when you figure your taxes. If you have a liability with the state of Arizona, regardless of whether you overpaid your taxes in the year or you still owe, just a person with that tax liability is eligible for the program. And so to be able to tell that person, hey, listen, if you live in a certain zip code and education matters to you in your neighborhood, you've got the ability to say, hey, there's a Catholic school right here down the street from me. And I'd love to see some kids in my neighborhood get the chance to benefit from the education that that school offers. What a power for the uh, taxpayer to be able to say, yeah, that's right. Take my tax dollars from 17th Avenue uh, in Washington, where you were gonna do it down there at the Capitol. and, And I'd like you to direct it right back here, dollar for dollar. I wanna plant it right in my neighborhood. That's powerful. I know for me, when I'm having conversations with people out of the Phoenix market in particular, you, you get up to Northern Arizona, you get into some rural places, and they're thrilled to hear, because I hate to say it, but there's a little bit of a bias about sending your tax bill into the Phoenix, thinking how much of this is actually going to trickle back north to where I live, and the reality is, well, probably pennies on the dollar, but when you claim that state tax credit, you're taking those dollars dollar for dollar and planting them in the zip code you want to plant them in. Uh, that's a powerful thing. I know as a, as a donor for Catholic Education Arizona, I've enjoyed supporting some of our schools that educate Native American kids, some of our inner city schools, that's always been important to me, even just the general scholarship fund of being able to say, hey, listen, CEA, you know where the need is, you, you figure out where that is, and you go to target those kids in those schools. I feel really good myself as a taxpayer being able to do that uh, with Catholic Education in Arizona. So I think it's, you know, the tax credits are not as complicated as people uh, sometimes want to make them to be. It's this simple. You pay taxes in Arizona, and you get a refund in Arizona because you overpaid. Hey, we're talking to you. You've got the opportunity to direct those dollars uh, right to a specific school or in our particular case, Catholic Charities. You've got a different tax credit that allows you to direct them to Catholic Charities and even pick a program. Hey, I like veterans. Hey, I like refugees. Hey, I like whatever you're doing with this group. Um, You can do that and receive a uh, a, a dollar for dollar credit on your taxes. So when you write that check to the charity, Arizona is just going to wipe out what you normally would pay them dollar for dollar and say, hey, what you gave to that charity, what you gave to that education organization, that's good with us. Uh, What a beautiful and powerful thing that we've got here in Arizona with our state tax credit.
0: We're so fortunate. I I believe um, it's about 19 states that have these kind of tax credit opportunities. And I think one of the challenges that we, we do have is educating all the new people that are coming into our state because they're like from California or from upper Midwest, they might not have these particular tax credits. So we're constantly, constantly trying to get our message out there as as I know uh, Catholic Charities is as well. So one of the great things uh, that we do teach people is about stacking tax credits. So stacking benefits of Catholic education in Arizona and Catholic Charities would be a great way to move forward. Uh, What do you think the best way is to explain stacking? Um, What is this term and why should people do it?
1: So there are a number of tax credits that are available to Arizona taxpayers, just a number of different things. Again, it's just from a conceptual basis, you could probably go revise the tax code to get some of these things done. What Arizona has chosen to do is to create a credit system that allows the power to transfer back to the taxpayer so that if, for example, private schools, private education is important to you, you have the chance as a taxpayer to say, I'm going to write my check here, my charitable check to Catholic Education Arizona, and uh, I'll let you guys wipe those dollars off of my tax bill, and I'll just take the control back on where those dollars go, and I'll put them over here. So I pay that. I pay the school tuition organization, Catholic Education Arizona, instead of paying the state of Arizona my tax bill. Uh, What a a great thing, right? Um, Stacking credits is just referring, it's a great term, by the way, stack the credit. It's a great way to just think about taking these different credits that you may be eligible for as a taxpayer. And as long as you have enough tax liability, hey, you want to direct money to private education, go for it. You want to pick a charity that you support as well, go for it. Hey, you have a foster care charity, like Catholic Charities is a foster care charity. Go for that too. You got a public school you want to support that's in your neighborhood. It's a smaller credit, but hey, there's a public school credit as well. So I like that there's just this menu of options with these different credits are available, which allow the taxpayer to say, where's my heart on this? Where where do I want to see some things go uh, that I can take control? And so if I can max out my School tuition organization credit, and I've still got tax liability left over. I can give to a charitable organization. Catholic charities is a specially designated charitable organization, so we're actually called a foster care charity. Which means you could look at groups like St. Vincent de Paul for a Catholic for a charitable organization credit, and you could give to Catholic charities for your foster care credit, even when it goes to veterans or other things too. So there's a great example of stacking. I've given to Catholic Education in Arizona. I've given to Catholic charities. I'm given to St. Vincent de Paul. And I can do all three of them. I can throw a public school in there if I wanted to say, hey, I, I want to see these little kids in my neighborhood get some extracurricular activities they couldn't have. Or, so beautiful opportunity, again, for people that are just conscientious taxpayers that say, I'm going to be thoughtful about this. I'm not going to just automatically just let Arizona take my dollars. I think if I can have some say in it, I'll take the say in it. I mean, that's just a beautiful act of independence and, and I think stewardship.
0: Right. So it really does give the control back to the taxpayer. It really gives them choice. It's, it's wonderful. And as you
1: said, so many people moving here, so you've got you know a constant demographic change that's happening, and people that may or may not be familiar with this. So I think uh, you and I are going to never run out of business trying to explain the tax credit to new people. Uh, big thing is, you know, a lot of people kind of freak out. Oh, it sounds too good to be true. Are you sure? Um, I always love to say to a person, if you're not so sure about it, if you just need to kind of try before you buy, do a small little gift and then explain it to your tax preparer. Maybe you prepare your own taxes. Just just put it to work there and see what happens, and you'll be kind of blown away. In fact, you're probably going to say, gosh darn it, why didn't I do the full credit that Nancy and Paul were talking about? Um, because you're going to see how this works and how it formulates on your tax return to ultimately wipe out the dollars you would normally pay the state because you made a contribution to a charity. And there's a list of certified charities you can get on Department of Revenue site and, and take a look at some of these groups that are certified under the state of Arizona to do this. Uh, I certainly think that at least uh, the groups we're talking about today make some pretty smart sense to me. How about you, Nancy?
0: I do. I want to make sure that everybody listening today hears your website address so they can go and visit and just see what all the programs that, that Catholic Charities has to offer.
1: I love it. Thanks for that opportunity. Our website is Catholic Charities A-Z. For Arizona Catholic Charities AZ.org. We're one of about 168 Catholic charities around the country, and so we're part of a larger uh, group, you could say, of charities that are out there serving as a charitable service arm. Um, but if you just look for Catholic charities, you may, you may stumble across one of those other 167 that are out there. So, Catholic Charities AZ, and we're based here in Phoenix, but we serve the entire Diocese of Phoenix, Central and Northern Arizona, seven counties as Nancy, as you mentioned, 20 plus programs. Um, so there's really a little bit of something for everybody here, wherever your heart, you know, your heart's desires are. We probably have a group or individuals that we're serving that aligns with that. So I would, I'd love for you to just take a, a look on that website and familiarize yourself with, I'd love for you to know what we're doing just for the services that maybe people you know might need. That's where I'd love to begin is just get familiar with our services so that you know you can refer people for assistance through us in a variety of different ways. And yeah, I'd love for you to know about us to take advantage of that tax credit as well. So after you finish that private education tax credit, think about Catholic Charities and maybe pick a program of your choice that aligns with your values.
0: Thank you, Paul. Thank you so much. And thanks for joining us today. Uh, This time went so fast, so quickly. And again, it's just an honor to spend time with you. Um, You have a lot of fans here at CEA. And um, ones right here. So, to well, learn. Nancy, hey, it
1: was it was my great wish, honestly. You know, when I uh, I had seven great years of Catholic education in Arizona, uh, but always knew, hey, it'll be exciting when that next right person comes in the door that can take the organization next level. And I just have to hand it to you, Nancy, for for coming into a new market, establishing yourself the way you have, establishing these relationships, uh, and really just solidifying the place of Catholic education in our community. Uh, you've just done an amazing job at this in a short amount of time. And I'm I'm so glad we found the person that can take this organization next level. I think you're you're doing that already. So thank you for your contributions and what you've done for our community already.
0: Thank you, Paul. Well, you're making me blush, but my listeners can't see that. So that's good. So (laughs) thank you. To learn how you can create future leaders with us at Catholic Education Arizona, visit our website at ceaz.org or please call us directly at 602-218- 6542. I want to thank Paul for being with me today and for our listeners tuning in. And as I like to say, it's always a great day at CEA. See you next time. You have been listening to Creating Future Leaders with Catholic Education Arizona. For more information, visit us at www.catholiceducationarizona.org.